we're live now, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. All right. Here. My beard's looking good. Let's have a good live. I'm, I'm working on the beard, but, you know, I'm almost 40 and I still can't grow the beard. Welcome. This is looking good. Twin City Carry uh, live show brought to you by Twin City Carry, your local resource for permits carry, firearms education. You can find us at twincitycarry.com or on Facebook at Twin Cities Carry, Instagram, and YouTube, and just search for Twin Cities Carry. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Enjoying? Snowy night. Well, I was going to say, we're not going to have a brown Christmas. No. It'll be a white Christmas. Well. All right. So tonight, might help if I have the microphone near me. That help out a little bit? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> All that right. voice. Oh, uh, we got a yeah, we got a bunch of coming stuff. to you live from the Twin Cities Carry Studios. Shane, that uh, that that old school broadcaster voice from the middle of the night. Yeah, there you I, go. Got that. I got that. I don't got a voice for radio. I definitely don't have a face for video. So you got the face for radio. I do I do? All right. We were supposed to have another instructor joining us tonight, but he had. Arrangements he forgot about. Busy. Yeah. During a pandemic. Yeah. And a blizzard. And a blizzard. On Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve Eve. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not like he's so full of it, his eyes are brown or anything. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. I think he was scared. I feel like he was scared. Or he's just... I can't imagine that our little uh, endeavor here scares anyone. But it turns out. Definitely scared him. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to get into a few things. Uh, well, a couple of these were... Huh? This is going to be a weird show tonight, isn't it? Uh, well, the agenda now is just every shot we can take of Jason. Yeah. Oh, and we're saying names. Shot fired. <laughs> hey, these were uh, things he wanted to talk about even, so... All right, we're going to cover the Polymer 80 ATF raid. We're going to talk about straw purchases, what an FFL is, why you need one, how to find one, how to use one. Can we talk about Australian slingshots somewhere in there? Uh, we can always talk about Australian slingshots. I wonder if we can find that video again. I was going to say, uh, you need to find the video or at least a picture. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Derail whenever you want, because people should know about that. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about FFLs, and if there's time, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFA and the history of gun control in America, and how Ooh. much of a. Ooh, we're going down a rabbit hole tonight. It's a convoluted mess of of crap. Uh, all right. So everybody knows, or well, I shouldn't say everybody knows. If you don't know what polymer eighty is, it is literally, literally a polymer lower. For either an AR or a Glock, right? Glocks are already polymer lowers, anyways. I love these guys. Yes. It's like the American dream. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so, with polymer 80, I'll pull it up and we'll look at it. You literally can buy the lower portion of a um, pistol frame. 
you can finish it off yourself with a jig, a drill press, a Dremel. You can go buy your slide, the lower parts kit, right, like the trigger kit, internals. You can make your own gun in your home. It's not serialized. It doesn't have to be. This is your right as an American. Uh, Polymer 80's been doing this for a while. They got a letter of interpretation from the ATF that stated your lower percent, lower 80% frame is does not constitute a gun, does not constitute a firearm. They've been selling them forever. They went a little further. They made a buy, fill, and shoot kit, which is literally everything you need minus the drill and Dremel in one box to make a firearm. So it comes with your barrel, your parts kits, your slide, in your frame that you drill out yourself. That got the ATF a little upset. And they have been, they raided uh, Polymer 80 at this point, specifically searching for the records of people who bought this buy, build, shoot kit. First off, you guys have any, you guys had an opportunity to handle or shoot a Polymer 80 at all? I've never no. even seen one. No, but I have to, I mean, a Glock is polymer. I mean, this has got to be in the same ballpark, right? Correct, 100%. It is it is built on a Glock Gen 3 frame that they've just made better. I mean, I love the idea of this. This is, I don't know if I want to use the term loophole, because it's really not a loophole. It's black and white, and they're following the law as written. But I, I love it. I love it. Stick it to the man. Right. Play within the rules you're given. And that's what they did. So, show you guys. And now they're changing the rules. Yeah, well, that's the idea. So, I've had the opportunity to shoot uh, a few polymer 80s just through through uh, instruction. And they they handle better. Or I should say they are a... They took everything good about the Gen 3 Glock and they just improved it, right? They undercut the trigger guard. They gave it a little more aggressive... Uh, grip and the curves are a little better on they're awesome they're fun they you can get them in different colors so you can get you know fde uh frame you can get like a cobalt steel color a blue color all kinds of stuff really cool um really fun and, you know 100 percent. it's your it's your right not even a right right like it's your nobody can say you can't Make firearm in, with tools in your own home. That that is constitutionally protected, if you will. Uh, anyways, the ATF has taken exception. They think that the fact that you can order all of the parts from one company separately, right? Or I can go order the Poly 80 from Polymer 80, buy the rest of this crap from Brownells, have it all shipped to my door. That's okay. But if Polymer 80 puts it all into one box. Now it's a problem. So they're specifically looking at prohibited persons who have purchased Polymer 80s by build shoot kit. So with that, um, with that, when the ATF rated them, they had a bunch of um, they got a they got a judge to sign off on it. On uh, yeah, that's what blows my mind is that the violation is on the prohibited person, not the company. Correct. I don't. I don't. The ATF is saying that they are basically... There's got to be more to this story, or somebody is way overstepping their bounds. Well, the ATF. Or both. They're always overstepping their bounds. Uh, <laughs> I, I, 
we'll find out more as we go. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there is one cherry picked case um, that they are using for their for their. I mean, yeah, maybe there somebody used one in a crime and it just yeah. threw a red flag or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, hundred uh, percent, right? That's on the prohibited person, not polymer eighty. But the ATF is saying no. By putting all of those into the box, you are now selling weapons, and so therefore you are transferring them over state lines without utilizing an FFF, or you're engaging in interstate commerce um, illegally. And then they got them on tax. That I think what really helped was that they convinced some judge that, hey, if they are doing this, it's tax evasion, and we know that. If you can't... What do they call those weren't judges? Uh, magistrates or something yes, like that? Right? Magistrates, uh, yes. Yeah, what's the oversight on that? I wonder. I mean, who is double checking the magistrate's work and approving this? You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a process of approval, not just one man's go no go. Well, I mean, Polymer 80 would have the ability to go back to court and fight the warrant, but I mean, geez, the cat's out of the bag, the damage is done. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, even if it was just some sort of business raid, which is bad in and of itself and tarnishes the name, I mean, they've actually gone after the customers now, knocking on doors. Like, you're not going to get customers come back to you if that's a real threat. You know what I mean? So, I want to buy from Polymer 80 more now than before, which I wanted to do this before. Um, because when the ATF said, turn over your customer records for the people who bought the Buy, Build, Shoot kit, Polymer 80 said no and refused, which As is they should. awesome. Well, yeah, they should. But how many freaking large companies are actually going to do that, right? Most of them are just going to roll over because they want to keep doing business. Polymer 80 is a small family-run business. Um, yeah, that'd be a no until my lawyer says go. Yeah, 100%. So they actually got the information from customer information from stamps.com. And from um, another another third party uh, shipping company, yeah. So, I mean, which stamps.com is under no obligation not to share their customer information at that point, but it's a shitty thing to do. Um, so, yeah, that being said, Polymer 80 not sharing customer records, I think that's awesome. That's what they should all do, and more companies should. This is a this is a total aside, and I don't mean to sidetrack the conversation, but have you heard that 500 Walmart stores are ceasing selling guns, and as a result, that's the equivalent of them having closed the store, and they're now just going to ship the records off of the ATF instead of storing them at a different store. Which doesn't shock me for Walmart. I did hear that. What's interesting, and I haven't looked into this. I just read a few things. So. When you close down your, your store, you ship your records to the ATF and they put them in the, you know, close down FFL annex. Um, yeah, ATF is in the process, supposedly, of digitizing those records, which would then make them easily cross-referenced, which... For eternity. Right. Would also be a de facto registry, which is illegal under the... Uh, Firearms Owners Protection Act of like what eighty six when they that was part of the machine gun ban. Uh, so I mean that has to be illegal. 
well, not has to, it is illegal to register like that. Uh, so, I thought I saw, like, Firearms Policy Coalition or Gun Owners of America were already in the process of doing the ATF over this. But there's been a, <laughs> been a lot of a lot of legal activity and a lot of ATF things in the last few weeks, huh? Yeah, there have. Only complaints to get. Uh, only going to get worse. Things like this that make people fanatical. I think people are already fanatical. Overreaching, the overstepping. Yeah. Like in 2020, we didn't need more reason. Uh, I let a, a safety talk this morning. I was trying to, I was trying to be like short and sweet and not, you know, uh, doom and gloom. But I'm like, you know, most of us are on vacation for the next few days. We're not coming back until 21 and 2021, and everybody's looking forward to 2021, but. You know, everybody wants to put 2020 behind them, but, like, it's, problems are still going to be there on January 1, like, it's, it's going to have a shitty 2020. Including my drinking problem. Okay. Well, you've all seen the memes, you know, in the 2019, it's like, no, 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 I'm not an alcoholic, I'm having a party. Now in 2020, it's like, no, 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 I'm not having a party, I'm just an alcoholic. No, I'm a high, <laughs> I'm a high-functioning alcoholic. <laughs> not even that some days. As I'm having beer. Ah, yeah, I saw the Walmart stuff. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like it's Walmart. I don't. It's, I don't... it's not like they're technically doing anything wrong because they had two choices. They could either store the records in a different store, or they could ship them out to the ATF. Yeah. But if they cared about us, the gun owner, in the first place, they've made the wrong choice. But we already right. knew they. they did. Care. If you needed any any you know confirmation that Walmart doesn't care about the customer, yeah, we already knew that they they pandered and virtue signaled so many times. You know, um, they pulled they pulled all all ammunition that is related to uh, pistol and AR platforms. Right, the only thing you can get there is basically freaking double up buckshot at this point. Um, so I mean. I don't know. I don't really recall. Maybe it's. Do the WalMarts around us actually sell guns? There's um, one near my house that at least used to sell ammunition. I. It never dawned on me to go to Walmart to buy a firearm. No, uh, at least the ones by you and me, Shane, do not. Yeah. Um, but my understanding is they changed that some time ago and left them in the more rural areas, and so Minnesota places like. You know, the Brainerd area, Alexandria. Yeah. I guess we don't know about Mankato, but you know, some of those bigger outreach places that would have a Walmart but would be more rural would still tend to carry those. And that makes sense then. Yeah. Um, I, I just I don't ever recall <laughs> seeing them anyway. Our our few around us used to, but it's been quite some time. You I know the I one think that I think under the strange. radar. Quite you guys are young enough. I don't know if you remember the Mall of America opening, but when it did, Oshman Sporting Goods sold handguns at the Mall of America. Not that young. Imagine the line up there now. Yeah. I I remember. I think we were in sixth grade when the mall opened, Jim. So we're not that young. Well, it's just I remember. I, I know you were alive, but I don't know how much attention you were paying to it at the time. Stuff like that. 
when oh. we were more like fourth grade. But anyway, fourth grade, fifth grade. Opened in the fall of 92. Oh, okay. One second here. Uh, it just, uh, you guys following some of the stuff on pistol braces recently? And supposedly the ATF was going to. They were going to ban them, which the ATF can't do. I kind of got a little. Yeah. I, snippy in some comments. I don't know what is happening here right now. I did. Uh, a bunch of gun tubers. Yeah. Nothing short of brain damage right now, yeah. honestly. It, like, the ATF doesn't regulate pistol races. They can't. They don't have the authority. They don't have the authority to regulate parts. They only have the authority to regulate weapons and weapon systems. So, they can regulate your short barrel rifle, your short barrel shotgun. Um, and so, therefore, when they look at a pistol brace it's part of that firearm just like what we saw with uh q's honey badger and sugar weasel <laughs> yeah. uh, so you just wanted to say it <laughs> it's a pretty cool name so they just uh something just came out it's official there um notice of withdrawal from the from the letter which was not regulation it, it was um it, it wasn't even a a formal thing right it was out for public comment essentially and it was public comment on this is what we're thinking about doing when we review the weapons going forward the firearms going forward this is what we're going to look at so we all would have had an opportunity to provide public comment which they've now sent to draw that all together doesn't mean they won't find a way to screw us some other way, but that seems to not be a concern anymore. Right. All right. Oh, we thought Poly 80. Raw purchases. We touched on this one, but it makes sense to touch on it again. Would you, Jim, would you like to enlighten us on what a straw purchase is? I don't know that I know the letter of the law, but I've always just thought of it as you're purchasing a gun for somebody that you know can't buy their own for legal reasons. Yep. Uh, it, it transcends the gun world as well. You can have legal and illegal straw purchases. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's you're, you're buying a gun for a prohibited person knowingly. You know, and knowingly is, is everything there. Um, uh, if, if you have you can gift firearms we talked about that in the past you can purchase for someone and you can gift it to them and that's perfectly legal you can buy it with the intent of, of giving it you do not have to go through that background check you do not have to go through a 4473 at an ffl you can if you want to um but yeah if surprisingly you're, many people do i was at uh burnsville pistol the other week and a gentleman was buying a shotgun of all things which you know, the shotgun, um, and it wasn't tactical or anything, it was a hunting shotgun, and yeah, they were doing the transfer through an FFL, so, I mean. I guess, you know, there's something to be said for CYA. You don't know the person. I, yeah, 
I can understand. I may not do the same thing, but I can understand. I, I don't think I would either, but I there's something to be said for CYA. I mean, anything's possible. God, if 2020 hasn't been evidence of that, anything is possible. Hey, real quick, let's go back on to the... Uh, I'm looking in comments. First off, Cody was... Uh, two years old and 92. Thanks for making us all feel old, Goldie Cody. <laughs> <clears throat> really appreciate that. Cody's really coming through for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does the pistol brace fall in the same category as an ex- a suppressor, an accessory that changes the capabilities of a firearm? Uh, no, it does not because it is not specifically called out in the NFA. So suppressors were are listed as an NFA item or a National Firearms Act item. Um, I don't know that they were listed originally in 34, but uh, so, no, they were originally listed in 1934, but in 1968, they revised it to include not just suppressors, but suppressor parts equal suppressors. But no, braces do not fall under that. That would require an act of Congress to amend. They just make pistol braces just make guns better to shoot and more enjoyable to shoot. I like shooting guns. I no to enjoy that when I could afford ammo. I was just gonna say <laughs> not that I don't not that I don't like shooting them. I just Is this a segue into the slingshot? Do you got it? I don't. <laughs> Jim sent us the link, but it's not on the computer here. But uh, what was that thing called? What was that wonderful Australian slingshot? Oh, oh, Jim's on it. Jim's got it. Yeah, here we go. Look at this thing. RSX7 Doomsday Slingshot Crossbow. Here's my big question. There's 134 reviews, and it's showing less than five stars. Who the hell looked at that and said, meh? Four Somebody stars. was like, four stars, couldn't take down a deer. <laughs> I tried. Doesn't come in blue, only red. <laughs> There's no real amount of scope. There's <laughs> this thing is amazing. This is the this is the greatest thing I've seen since the boring company flamethrower. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Uh, I don't know. I looked it up on Fake Spot and sellers approved. It doesn't give me a, a, a rating like it normally does. But I, what I want to know, so that the the way this came up, the conversation between the three of us earlier this week is that these are being banned in Australia, where they ban damn near everything even resembling a firearm. Well, you know, Shane had me thinking of something earlier when he's talking about polymer eighty. Please note the RSX seven is fully dismantled and shipped out in multiple packages. <laughs> Problem solved. Can you, is there anywhere on here where it says where they're located? Are they an Australian company or is this, there's a oh, lot, yeah, I've seen a lot of millimeters and things. I dug into it. They're in Australia. Are they? I, wanted, I really wanted to buy one. We are based in Las Vegas, USA. Oh, they're Australian. Unless they, unless where I, unless the link you sent me, AJ, was. Not the same thing, but... Well, the, the link I sent you, I think, was a news uh, oh. article or video or whatever from Australia. USA. USA. Ship, USA. Ship, 
I'm so proud right now. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm going to take over screen sharing real quick, Jim. I'll give it back. Yeah, no problem. You can purchase the, the bolts. <laughs> Slow clap. I want it. I want it. Slow clap. We had to make at least three sales for them just now with all our viewers. Uh, well, there's three of us on the... That's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> there's three you of us. You guys are talking about, you know, it's like $300, and I look, it's only 240 <laughs> Hey, you're getting, a, you're getting a COVID check. Maybe. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it in my bank. <laughs> Which, that's a good spot to put that COVID check, I guess. Because you don't have to do a background. It's stimulating the United States economy. Yeah. That's amazing. And what else are you going to do with I love where this show is headed it's, right it's now. It's your patriotic duty to buy one. I consider myself a patriot. <laughs> uh Oh, I just, I, I, I don't know. I love it. I think that I think everybody should have them. Jim, go back up there uh, one more time if you still got it. We just uh, got approved. You know, another couple groups. I got to tell you, seems like a very reasonable home defense weapon. You're not going to overpenetrate. You are not going to overpenetrate. You're not going to have hearing damage. Nope. Great indoors. <laughs> Oh. You know what I'm gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna make a segment out of this thing being uh pros and cons of a home defense weapon. I mean, obviously the biggest con is that uh, it's not easily reloadable. Look at the scope on that thing. It's good for an optic. It's it's single shot. Oh man. All right, so you buy more than one. Yeah, I got two hands. Yeah. Again, look. I mean, guns are hard to come by. I'm not I'm not advocating this over a gun, right? Like. I'm not saying you should buy this instead of a gun. Get a gun, get another gun, then maybe get this somewhere in between. Um, well, I, what else do they got? There's got to be other things. Go to slingshots. Okay, so that was this one. The GTX3 competition slingshot shield. It's only 90 bucks. <laughs> oh, it's got a light. It's, look at that thing. It looks like it should be in the Olympics. <laughs> That's a six million dollar slingshot right there. <laughs> All right, we really went on. We went out right field. That I. This is amazing. Look at that. Hey, that's only eighty five bucks. Eighty nine bucks. So we gotta find more amazing oh, products. Look at the colors. Fire! Look at this. This is amazing. I mean. I'd totally replace that light with a laser. <laughs> Look at this. I think that's the one I'd get. Now, you know, actually... Because they call that red. It would... I, I don't think... I, I'm not seeing sights on this, so maybe the laser does make sense. <laughs> Yeah, this one uh, doesn't look can I get it wrapped in $100 bills? That's all I need to know. <laughs> all I, that's all I want. Oh, man. Well, we had people watch it, but 
<laughs> but they all left to go buy one of these things. Hopefully. There's no way they didn't. This is... Ah. Okay, I mean, realistically, am I going to... <laughs> look at the glove. Yeah, look at this thing. Oh, it's a handguard. I mean, if you're... Straight out of medieval times. No, if you're bringing back that slingshot, I mean, I get it. It's, it's no different than the... In archery, uh, when you have the wrist protector. I mean, I get it. The last thing I want is a four millimeter freaking or eight millimeter. Hey, hey, here's your laser. Oh god, of course I have the laser. All right, we got to get off this train. <laughs> I'm buying stock in this company right now. Holy crap! This took a weird turn. Oh, oh I want to be rich next year, boys. Whatever, ATF will find a way to regulate them too. Oh, they ship in multiple boxes. You read it. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry. I, we really, that really, that was totally worth it. <laughs> it's our show. We'll go where we want. That was totally worth it. <laughs> it's not like we're getting paid. It's so. been a great show. Good to see you guys. <laughs> we can't top that. I don't know what else we're going to oh, do. Oh, we, well, we'll have to uh, in two weeks. We'll find no, out. we top it next time when we have them in our hands. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe that's a, a new segment every other week is. You know, uh, another viable home defense. <laughs> Not a firearm. Unorthodox home defense weapons. Unorthodox weapons. That's, oh god. Oh. Okay. You put a, you put a pistol brace on that thing. And now you got to register it. Careful! You just triggered some people. Ooh. Seriously though, what about all of the gun tubers that were? That we're literally triggered. Scream into the high hills that the ATF is so... Don't get me wrong. If you give the ATF the latitude, they'll take it, right? You give them an inch, they're gonna take a mile. 100%. And, and we do need to be careful of that, but... Kind of like... It, it, to me, it just seemed like a big... Hey, look over here. Look at this. You know, flashy light thing where, you know, back on the other end, we're doing... We're doing some shady stuff over here. All right. You guys want to talk about FFLs? Do it. FFL, or a federal firearms license, is a requirement when you are purchasing a firearm from an entity that is in the business of selling guns. When you are purchasing guns that are from out of state and brought into your state. Um, and the FFL came out of the it up, 1968 Gun Control Act, which was an amendment to the 1934 NFA, so uh, basically like Title II. And it basically banned interstate commerce of firearms without an FFL. You know, back in the day, you could order your guns right out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. Have them shipped to your door, no problem. Yeah, I was going to say, my understanding is is darn near by itself, the shooting of John Kennedy was was responsible for that act. One guy basically yeah. wrecked it for the rest of us. Because he uh, had bought that rifle out of the catalog by mail order. So I don't know if you guys read the show notes I put together. I put together 
pages. Uh, there's yeah. one item in there. So I'm I'm I am a gun owner who is continually frustrated and let down by the NRA. I don't make any I don't pull any pensions with them. I find it absolutely ridiculous that the NRA is way not here so we can flush fund. And they have taken money from law abiding citizens that just want them to help protect the gun rights for however many years now. Uh Interestingly, the NRA was 100% on board with the uh, 1968 amendment, which was part, came about because of the Kennedy shooting. Because Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald purchased that gun mail order. The executive vice president of the NRA at the time, Franklin Orth, supported a ban on mail order sales, stating, we do not think any sane American who calls himself an American can object to placing into this bill the instrument which killed the President of the United States. Well, you got to keep in mind, the, the NRA was an entirely different organization back then. I mean, it was founded as an educational organization. It didn't become political for a long time. And, uh, you know, so fighting for gun rights was probably not something it was doing at the time. It was still a training organization. You're 100% right, because it wasn't like the takeover a uh, 72 or 76 or something? I'm not certain about a date, but... I don't know. 77! Cincinnati! Um, that's when... That's when there was a hostile takeover. Or an extremist coup of the NRA. <laughs> I'm reading from Wikipedia. Oh, but so yeah, uh, that that's that's when the NFA or uh, that's what let what really led to an FFL. So if you're out there and you know you don't want to go buy from a range, you don't want to go buy from uh, the gun store down the range the road because their prices tend to be not as good as something like a Bud's Gun Shop or you know Gun Broker, right? You, you need to find an FFL to to actually purchase or, or to have it shipped to, and that FFL is going to perform your background check and so that you can legally purchase that. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys have actually ever purchased anything online and have it shipped to an FFL. I, I have. I use, I use Burnsville Pistol. Um, Same. For many reasons. This might be a good opportunity to prop those guys. They're really great hosts of ours. Um, we use a lot of ranges around the Metro. Sue and Roger are some of the best people we deal with. You know, the, the range is conveniently located. The, the people are, they're good to us. I've been going there for 20 years. I mean, uh, as far as dealing with them on uh, purchases through an FFL, they're cheap, they're fast, they're direct. Roger's always easy to get hold of. I mean, I can remember. I don't even recommend anybody else unless they live hours away. Yeah, my first question to people is, "Where do you live?" You know, Burnsville Pistol Range, one hundred percent. Can't beat the price. Can't beat the, their helpfulness. Um, it's not as up to date as the other ranges, but that they don't need to, and they don't stick you with the price on that. 
Uh, what, 25 bucks for a transfer? Yeah. Um, com, and they've got their their FFL number right on the site, so you can just go on the website and get it right from them. Yep. Now, I know with Burnsville Pistol, you don't necessarily have to call ahead of time. You can just enter them in if they're approved FFL. Um, that's not that that's not the same for all FFLs. Some FFLs will reject you if you haven't called them ahead of time. And, um, I mean, let's be honest. It's a good idea to do so because, uh, you know, especially with Roger and Sue, I mean, if any one of us were to have anything sent there, they're going to know who we are. And uh, if there's any questions, you know, they'll just immediately give us a call. So they know something's coming. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Jim's got this gun coming here. Well, you know, we'll be ready for it. And, hey, Jim, well, the package doesn't look like great. You want us to accept it? Very good. Uh, you um, know, the other thing that's really nice about uh, Burnsville Pistol, if you order something, and, you know, if you want to ask Roger or whoever's working there, you know, maybe you're not super familiar with the firearm, they're going to be, and they'll give you some pointers. They'll, give, they'll walk you through it if you're at the gym, um, which is nice. But, yeah, you can you can do FFL lookup, FFL easy search. Uh, you know, like Brownells has an approved FFL list. Palmetto State has an approved FFL list, but they're, they're – registered and they're listed in their site um which is you know which is nice there are at home there are home-based ffls right so there are a lot mm-hmm. yeah there's one if, if uh if jason were here you know if you weren't busy during a pandemic in a blizzard on christmas eve eve he'd tell you he deals with an, a home-based ffl that he's had a lot of good luck with recently yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're out there. Um, you know, if you're but he is busy in a pandemic during the blizzard on Christmas Eve. You know, I can't fault the guy. He's a Packers fan, right? There's just something wrong. Clearly, there's something wrong. Yeah, I mean, hey man, you hired him, so (laughs) shall not us, Jason. Oh, all right. Um, but yeah, if you need an FFL, you can get online. You do FFL easy lookup. Both your major, you know, Gunbroker, Palmetto, Brownells, they're going to have their own FFL lookup tool. I use it. The number is going to be listed. You know, the thing with home based FFLs is that they don't often have the same hours as a range or a gun store is going to have, right? That gun store is open to the, in a non pandemic, open to the public. Um, regular business hours, right? You know, they're open in 10 to 8, whatever it is. Home-based FFLs, you know, this is something these guys do on the side. So their hours might be a little more sporadic. <laughs> you know, the other thing about those home-based FFLs, uh, when whatever their hours of operation are is when they're subject to search by the ATF. So if the ATF wants to come in, take a look at their books and their inventory, uh, they're going to do it generally during those hours of business. So maybe some of those FFLs have a small window for their hours of operation. And uh, if you call them, they'll usually work with you. All right. Burnsville Pistol Range. I just use Burnsville. They're good. You're not going to beat the price either. Like, that's a really good price. 
especially in 2020 when everybody else is face gouging everything. Oh yeah, the gouging is out of control and everything gun related. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. I haven't seen the price of nine mil. I kind of stopped looking. Have you guys been paying attention at all to the price of nine mil? I've just been assuming that anybody's who's got it is charging an arm and a leg, and I'm not interested. Yeah, I most recently, within the last two weeks, I've seen everything from twenty dollars a box to thirty five dollars a box. Okay. <laughs> We're going off on a tangent. Whatever. Uh, have you guys seen the videos from? Federal and from Hornaday basically stating, uh, so Federal put one out a couple, or maybe a week ago, Hornaday, the, the, the gentleman's name, the owner of Hornaday, uh, he, he put one out recently, and basically it's, you know, we're sick and tired of you guys saying we're not making uh, bullets, and we're not, you know, we're only selling to the government, like we're running at full capacity, we're doing everything we can. Uh, actually, I really like the one from Federal, it was nice to see, um, Basically, like, yeah, no, we're trying. And the federal, they broke down the numbers. There's, you know, they had 7 million new gun owners. And if, if each person bought two boxes of 50 rounds of 9 millimeter, you know, we couldn't even keep up with just the new gun owners, let alone the old gun owners buying in 2020. And we're doing everything we can. And it takes time to bring people up to speed and train them on the, it takes time to open a new production line, right? You got to set it up. You got to pour concrete. You got to get the machines in. You got to get it all tuned. You got to get people trained on it. Well, I don't. So. I don't have any trouble believing that. I mean, you just you don't have to look any further than our business. We were five times normal in June. Without knowing that was coming, it was very difficult to deal with that. I mean, people will look at you and say, "Well, you you should be happy about that. That's a good thing." Well, it is a good thing. It didn't come without problems. It, I mean, there's a phrase I like to use, and it applies perfectly here. That's a good problem to have, yeah. but a problem nonetheless. Well, when you have people just taking trunk loads of ammo out when they can find it on the shelf, of course the price gets a little high. Yeah. Just, I'm joking on that. I, I can't say it. I mean, if I found 9mm tomorrow... For, You'd for, buy 28 for, boxes right then I, and there? I would, I would buy as many rounds as I, <laughs> I could put on that company card. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... Shane, what's this IOU on your card? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to pay me for, for 2021. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think those days are gone, though, too. And then you're just not going to buy much anymore. When you do, it's, it's sporadic. All right, new topic. We really want to dig into the NFA. We're already at an hour. We're at an hour. We're at, well... Yeah, we Look to, at us. Well, we only spent 20 on the crossbow. <laughs> it was time well spent. Absolutely. I think that the NFA, you really do have a lot of notes there. I feel it, like that can show in of itself. We we should just save it. That's probably just a podcast episode, too. Yeah. Or at least something maybe we put out there a little ahead of time so people can, can kind of figure out if they really want to gear up for that. Because it's deep. Listen up, because it's coming strong. It's deep. I mean, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about the three big things, which is you know, NFA in thirty four, how that came about, the modifications in nineteen sixty eight, 
um, which is the gun control, exactly what it was, um, Gun Control Act of 1968, and then we'll talk about the Firearms Owners Protection Act of 86, which is also the machine gun ban, and we talk, and we talk, we'll talk about the, God, there's a lot to the NFA though, isn't there? So, we'll talk about the NFA items, you know, what they are, each, each listed item, things like, you know, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, destructive devices, any other weapons. And then I figured we'd get into the actual types of FFLs and the types of SOTs, which are Special Occupation Taxpayers. So for all those guys you see on YouTube who have a, uh, you know, a Gen 5 Glock, which was clearly manufactured after 1986, and they've dropped in an auto sear in it, how they're able to do that. Um, I figured we could talk about what law letters are, um, what the actual regulated parts of most machine guns are. So you can do you can do a a fully automatic Glock in a few ways, right? You can drop in a, a pre eighty six auto sear into a newer frame Glock. The auto sear is the actual regulated part, um, or you can produce a machine gun with a law letter or if you're uh, oh, I forget the exact type of SOT um, you can machine and fabricate your own uh, machine gun so you know there, that's a common misconception is that machine guns are illegal to own and they're not illegal to own it's freaking expensive yeah it's 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 the expense and the hassle that has to be gone through that make them effectively not illegal, just highly regulated. You know, nobody's going to, the average person isn't going to be able to get one because of that hassle and expense. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we can talk tax stamps as well, uh, which, while the ATF is by law required to not keep a registry. I don't care what anybody says, a tax stamp is a registry. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, unless you guys got anything else you want to talk about, I think it's a good episode on a Christmas. Uh, I don't know how we got this far talking about nothing. It's kind of like an episode of Seinfeld in here tonight. But... No, 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 no. This is way better than an episode of Seinfeld. That show was horrible. Sign of Seinfeld with guns? I don't know. I don't see that happening. <laughs> all right. Ah, uh, well, let's call it a show. We'll be back in two weeks. Gentlemen, have a good Christmas. Everybody listening to this uh, on YouTube or on the podcast, have a good week, uh, Christmas and a good New Year. I think we're back the... So sixth? Yeah. I'm not sure. Sixth of January. Yeah. All right. Guys, you have a good night. Take it easy. Thank you. See ya. See you. Bye.